Welcome to this episode of Inside Publishing, the series where we interview industry experts on everything publishing. Today's guest is the wonderful Elizabeth Goldrick, newly appointed chair of SYP Ireland and publishing administrator for Irish indie children's press, Little Island. We'll be finding out about her experience touching on the history of Irish publishing and chatting about upcoming SYP events. Elizabeth, hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello. Yeah, I really enjoyed that introduction because it sounded like my life has had a plan. So that was excellent. I'm going to use that summary myself in the future. (laughs) It sounds like you've had a really fascinating trajectory into publishing and I definitely have lots of questions to ask you about it. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll try and answer the questions you have so let's go for it wonderful well before we get into what you're currently doing at little island um let's talk syp island island obviously one of the newer branches um within the syp and i believe this will be their fifth year as committee um which is immensely exciting so could you just tell us a little bit about what your role as a chair is um what the committee currently looks like um, why you got involved and who the team are. Yeah, fantastic. And it's interesting you were talking about the history of the Irish chapter. And actually, I know very little about it. I basically know what was on the website. Um, I just got involved uh, kind of via one of my own colleagues because she had been a co-chair of SYP Oxford. Um, and she had been saying to me, oh, you should try and get involved with SYP Ireland. I don't know much about them, but it would be nice. Um, but unfortunately, COVID kind of finished off the SYP Ireland chapter. So there hadn't been much going on last year, but last year's committee uh, were really determined that the mentorship scheme would reach Ireland. Um, so via my colleague, I they reached out to me and were like, would you help us run this? And I could see no reason to say no. So I said yes. Um, and that was kind of what I suppose reignited the Irish chapter. And I really enjoyed being involved with that because I could see the immediate gain of a mentorship, uh, particularly at any time, but particularly in a time when there were no internships and no like book launches that you could go to and chat with people and so that was my personal intro to the SYP and so when it came to oh gosh it must have been around before Christmas when we were applying for the committee I thought okay I can take this on or I can at least uh, find the appropriate people to make up a committee and go from there. Really we were all looking for We were all in publishing or publishing adjacent industries. And what we wanted to find was a network or like other people within the industry. And we hadn't quite found it. So it seemed like we needed to set it up um, or, as I would say, reignite this chapter. So that was a nice to know that we were kind of all on the same wavelength. In total, we're six. I'm chair. Uh, Margaret Farrelly is our secretary and treasurer. We have two events officers, Jess and NASA, and quite poetically, uh, one is based in the Belfast, which is a city in the north of Ireland, and one is based in Cork, which is a city in the south of Ireland. Um, Talitha is our digital content officer, and Ashling is our communications officer. Um, we are actually all from 
all over Ireland. Um, so Zoom has actually made our, our committee possible. So that's a benefit. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said for the fact that Zoom has all um, kind of made us be able to connect to each other in more ways. Um, I guess that's made it so much easier for your meetings and events that you've been holding. Yeah, it was our, our first time meeting, actually, when we had our first Zoom in J- January. So that was quite nice. Uh, oh, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So what have SYP Island got planned for us all? Um, what kind of events do you have coming up and what kind of goals are you hoping to achieve? I know that you've recently announced your new book club, which is very exciting. Um, but what else is on the radar and what can what can people expect? At the very basic level, we want to set up strong roots. Um, so we want we do definitely want to see our membership grow. And that has involved NASA and Jess particularly have been just emailing all universities with any kind of English literature or English program, business, marketing, just to alert people to our existence, uh, getting in touch with various writerly places or reading like places. Uh, so that's one of our aims is to grow our membership. Like we want different people to be a part of publishing generally, like all. Uh, so we want to alert all kinds of communities. Uh, so that's involved like different networking and different outreach. Um, those, I guess, are our, our basic aims is to grow our membership, to grow people's awareness of us. Um, so on the specifics, you are absolutely correct that we have launched a book club, which is very exciting because ultimately books are what brought us all into publishing. Um, and for a lot of us, I guess, like we're working with books all day. Some of us have just finished studies. So they're kind of at that saturation of literature. And um, so it's nice to be able to go back to books, the original passion. So yes, the book club launched and our intention is to read books with either an Irish theme or Irish published or an Irish writer. I, we started off with a book called A Ghost in the Throat by Dieran Negriefa. And it's it was a big book here in Ireland last year, but I actually don't know if it really extended beyond our shores because it is quite specifically Irish because it's written by a current young Irish poet. She's potentially in her early 40s and she all her life has felt this great connection with a, an Irish poem written in the Irish language um, by a lady in the late, gosh, I'm going to get the date wrong, so don't, I won't say. <laughs> but it's a really nice, like, part autofiction, part memoir. And this author is a poet, so it's very different. Uh, so it sparked some really good conversation in our first meeting. Um, and we also, it was nice uh, because it, this book itself was published by a very small Irish press, actually just made, I think it, it's staffed by three women and it was really nice. We'd reached out to them and told them, oh, we're having our first book club. And they were really excited. And they also shared a copy of the book for us to give away on Twitter. Um, and that just generally speaks of already we're finding like Irish publishers are just as excited that the mm-hmm. society is up and running and they're really open to being involved in some way. Kind of fitting, I guess, with just the aims of setting up roots is that we want our initial project to be a series of webinar that just kind of back to basics of publishing. So like who's who, who does what, um, we want to kind of go through the entire chain of book production. Uh, so we have reached out to various people within Irish publishing to ask them to volunteer their time and be part of a webinar 
And we also have in May a webinar that we're calling it Big Data. Um, and we have, quite fortunate, we have a lady who will uh, give a webinar from Nielsen Books. So just kind of explaining all the numbers, um, which is essential. I mean, the numbers need explaining. Um, no, it sounds like you've got lots of exciting events coming up um, and you have already held a number of really brilliant events. I particularly enjoyed your publishing here and there event with SYP London. Um, and that was exploring publishing journeys to and from London. Um, and I guess it was focusing on kind of the London centricity of publishing, really. And I suppose on that note, I'd love to talk briefly about your experience of the publishing landscape in Ireland. Whether you felt like maybe there was a degree of pressure personally to move to London or the big cities whether you did kind of experience the need to kind of look beyond Ireland at the time so it'd be really lovely to kind of get your thoughts on that. I think uh, children's literature was my passion and that's I suppose how I ended up in children's publishing Um, but I certainly know that we have in Ireland one publishing masters and it's really successful it's in fact oversubscribed but I think what starts a lot of people's journey abroad is that they they're looking for somewhere to study publishing mm-hmm. um, and even I know I've done a few short courses and I have opted for providers from the UK because we don't even seem to have those here mm-hmm. so I suppose it starts from the education level throughout the history of Irish publishing it's kind of been dominated by the neighbour in the UK even talking to my own mother about it I was like what do you think of when you think of publishing in Ireland she's thinking of people who love it but who never make a penny (laughs) and it is true and there are actually genuinely I my own uh where I work it was set up in someone's living room um so it's real cottage industries so I think that that's both a marvelous thing but equally it's not always great because ultimately publishing is a business. So I, I think Irish people working in publishing in Ireland deserve more money generally. But it's not as though there's fat cats at the top. It's just <laughs> everyone wanting to keep the industry going. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to get a job in Ireland, so I didn't have to think too long about moving to the UK. It's great that it is an option and certainly there's lots of experience to gain from it. But yeah, it's it's a, I suppose that's a, a hard a hard decision to make definitely I mean to me it seems strange that there isn't that kind of same thriving kind of publishing industry that we have in the UK and you think of Ireland it has such a rich kind of literary heritage yeah it is strange and I actually was looking that up a bit because I was thinking about this and apparently it's only really in the last century and a half that we could be said even to have a strong publishing uh industry and I think it, it also the history of publishing is quite in, uh, interesting because it is marked, I think it took a boom in the 1890s as nationalism tried to influence culture. And even there was at least the effort to increase uh, publishing in the Irish language, the, like cultural revivals. And equally from about 1929 up to 1960, publishing was very influenced by censorship Um So a lot of texts were censored. So if you were perhaps a more exploratory writer, you wouldn't even try to get your book published in Ireland. I don't know. So it's something I must pursue more. That's so interesting to hear you talk about. We should just do a whole podcast on the history of Irish publishing. So Elizabeth, you found your role working in children's publishing at Little Island Press, um, which is an independent children's publisher based in Dublin. Um, so how did your experience kind of influence getting that role? How did you 
come about it? Um, and did you find kind of the process of applying for jobs within the industry challenging at the time? Um, what was your kind of experience with that? I, I suppose, again, I think I've already said this, but you can't say it enough. Books are essentially what brought me into publishing. Um, but after university, I actually studied European studies, which is uh, languages, culture and history. And I worked in Spain as an English teacher for two years. And I suppose my love of children's books really kind of re- reignited itself there because it's like, oh, this is how you teach a language. <laughs> um And then I actually lived and worked in London um, for two years, but I worked in community projects in London. And while I was in London, I actually kind of became involved with literary charities and that kind of thing. And I was like, I would like to go back to study. And I spotted a master's or an MPhil in children's literature in Trinity College, Dublin, where I'd done my undergraduate. So I was like, yes, this will be for me. Um, So that was really nice. And then after that, I went for a year to the US and I worked in libraries and I also did an internship at the Eric Carle Museum of Picture Book Art. Um, so I love illustrated books. So that was part of that. And then when I was leaving the US, actually, so the power of Instagram, I had been following Little Island Books on Instagram. And as part of this story, they mentioned that they were looking for someone to join their team. And it was actually really interesting job posting because they didn't give a title for the role but instead listed the qualities that they would like to add to their team so it was basically just I suppose a call out for like who's interested what have you got to offer us kind of thing and it listed like various qualities that they were interested in um including like in design um passion for children's books you know it was it was an, an interesting list um, so I applied for it and actually that initial role they uh, gave to someone else, but they offered me a role as publishing administrator. So I was like, that will do me nicely. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of zigzagging. Instagram brought me to my role. Oh, it's amazing the things that Instagram brings us to, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, sometimes it leads me like baking vegan cookies, but you know. <laughs> Now, presumably you would have started your new role in the middle of the old pandemic. Um, I was in a similar situation starting a new job at the time um, and doing everything over Teams and not meeting your colleagues, which is really bizarre. Um, So I'm always interested to hear more about what people's experiences were of that. But I guess you would have also seen firsthand um, how the pandemic affected smaller presses like Little Island, Um, particularly within the children's market. It'd be interesting to know what repercussions it's had in Ireland. Um, for smaller presses yeah it's so strange because I started on the 2nd of March 2020 and I think in my first week in uh, work we didn't talk about it at all and I even remember it was still part of the plan that like my other colleagues would travel to the Bologna Children's Book Fair and in my first week we even had a book launch and it was held in Belfast and we like we took the train up um And that was like the Thursday of my first week and the Thursday of my second week, like we closed the office. So that was very surreal. And I think it must have been very hard because we're a full time staff of three. um, And one of my colleagues had started the month before me. So it must have been very daunting for them to send home two people who really knew nothing. (laughs) But yeah, it was an interesting job start. And I think it was very challenging at first because we did delay some 
publications of 2020 and we've pushed them forward this year. It's very hard to reach your market when you don't have schools and libraries and booksellers like passionately selling them. And we're very proud of like our uh, list uh, that we publish, um, but they're not perhaps the immediate sell. Like uh, we pride ourselves on good books for great minds. Um, but again, it's it's something that you need a platform to share them on. Of course. Um, well, hopefully things are starting to return a little bit more to normality now, um, or at least we're headed in that direction anyway. Um, and I guess with that, jobs are starting to open up a bit more. What advice would you give in terms of making yourself employable um, and getting a step ahead in the market? The first thing I would say is that there are opportunities. Certainly, I know we're one platform that will share things on Twitter, but social media is amazing. I mean, I got my job from it. So follow as many people as you can. I think ask as many people as you can. And of course, we don't all have a person we can ask, um, but join the SYP. Uh, we will help you. We will signpost you. I also think hopefully our webinar series will help a lot of people because I think sometimes publishing is a little bit mysterious, like there are certain parts of the chain that you don't know about. I also think, and I I myself work in a small publishing house, so I, I think this is very true, upskill yourself. Like things that are invaluable in my everyday working life are Excel spreadsheets. Like be very comfortable with that kind of thing. Um, if you want to learn like InDesign, uh, even bookkeeping, like there are so many skills you could have and take advantage of all the things that are online at the moment. Yeah, the amount of amazing online free resources that are available to people navigating the industry at the moment is really quite incredible, I think, like through blogs and free webinars and even just Twitter threads and discussion on Facebook groups. There's just so much out there and so much knowledge. I think it's definitely a thing to be viewed positively um, and to make the most out of. Absolutely. And I think, again, uh, if you have, like if you're an art director or similar or a copy editor, email small houses like often or even medium-sized houses or big ones uh, often they could do with another set of eyes like offer your skills tell them your rates uh, get on their radar Um, so freelancing brings with it advantages as well and you might end up staying freelance or moving into a, a more permanent role. And if you're not based in Dublin or Belfast or some of the bigger Irish cities, are there still the opportunities kind of in publishing houses based in more rural Ireland? I guess I'd be interested to know if I was based somewhere kind of beyond the bigger cities, what what would be available to me? Where should I look? Uh, it's a very good question and one that uh, came up at our last committee uh, meeting and we're starting research on that and we're hoping to hold a webinar on it at the end of the summer. Actually, I just reached out, I think it was via LinkedIn, uh, one of the members of the SYP London Book Club has been compiling a list of all the indie publishers in Ireland and the UK and I was just saying to her we need to talk (laughs) so that's a great knowledge base yeah so uh, there are houses um, but we need to know where they are and I know for example in my like own work that we work with freelancers who are based all around Ireland but it's good to know if there's more than more than just freelancers scattered around. And in terms of Irish publishing and what it looks like now, 
is there anything you'd like to see happen within the industry there? What's the change that you'd like to see? Many things. Actually, something recently that has come to my attention, it's uh, unfortunate at work, we're working on a short hopeful guide to climate change. Uh, it's a nonfiction title for 10 plus uh, readers. And our aim is to make it the most environmentally friendly production that we can. So we're working with um, environmentally friendly printers. So it's nice to see, oh, like what part of the industry could we change? So I would like to see a movement towards that a bit more recognition of the book as a product and like, where is it coming from? What mm -hmm. ink was used? Um, yeah. Is it recyclable? Um, so yeah, I think that's something that I would definitely like to see in Ireland and globally. What else would I like to see? I definitely want to see the SYP Ireland uh, grow more, more of a network. I have to say that I cannot take credit for growing any kind of connections between publishers because publishers here seem very friendly. It's, uh, there isn't a rivalry, so that seems nice. I think I'd like to see for all uh, Irish publishing houses um, a commercial uh, or a, a money surge. That would be good, I guess, perhaps if we can try and make uh, the business of book buying more equally distributed generally it would be fairer to everyone so perhaps some overall improvements how our books are distributed it's something I'll need to work in the industry I think longer to see well I think that brings us to the end of the podcast um is there anything else you'd like to say before you go Oh, well, thanks for having me. And hopefully we can do some more things in collaboration. And yeah, uh, please follow follow us on Twitter. Uh, come along to our book clubs. Please uh, make suggestions to us. That would be great. Wonderful. Well, it's been absolutely lovely to have you on, Elizabeth. Um, hopefully we can speak to you again soon. Thanks, Rosie. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside Publishing from the Society of Young Publishers. I'm Rosie Webster, and that was Elizabeth Goldrick from our Ireland division, who you can find on Twitter at SYP Ireland. For more episodes like this, don't forget to subscribe.